With the Rangers up against the salary cap, will Barclay Goodrow be traded or perhaps even be bought out? We discuss on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 858 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day. And so I want to spend uh, pretty much the entire episode here talking about Barclay Goodrow and his future with the New York Rangers and why it's murky at best. And it's really through no no fault of his own or anything along those lines. I think for the most part, Barclay Goodrow has pretty much delivered what you would expect from a player of his caliber, of his ilk uh, for the two seasons that he's been here. But it's a very simple situation. The Rangers, as we've discussed on here quite a bit, are up against it when it comes to the salary cap situation. They have a whole roster to fill out and they're going to have to probably find a way to create some cap space in one way or another. And one of the ways to do that is to unfortunately move on from Barclay Goodrow. I think a trade is something that's probably the most likely and probably the, uh, the option that makes the most sense. If you are the New York Rangers, I suppose a buyout is also on the table. Although a little bit later in today's episode, I will discuss the buyout and uh, specifically why I don't think it's the way for the Rangers to go and why I think the trade is the better option. But we'll get to that in due time. Uh, The idea of the Rangers moving on from Barclay Goodrow at all is not something that I have celebrated or will celebrate. Um, You know, it's one of those things that kind of feels inevitable. It kind of feels like there's no other way to go here. But again, it's a situation where Barclay Goodrow, I think for the most part, has delivered and has been the player that the Rangers thought they were getting when they traded for him uh, two seasons ago. And obviously, uh, he's been part of a lot of winning with this team. And of course, the really deep playoff run two years ago. So, you know, if there's a way to keep him around, if you guys have any ideas, I'm all ears. But again, the way things stand right now, the inevitability of the situation does seem to be, you know, a split between Barclay Goodrow and the New York Rangers uh, in the not-too-distant future here, uh, for sure. You know, you go on... uh, Cap Friendly, that's a website that I think a lot of hockey fans are becoming familiar with. You can look at you know the contract situations for the Rangers or any team and you know what it's going to look like a couple of years down the road, how much cap space they have, et cetera, et cetera. And when you look at the Rangers, you know, they have all the forwards listed, all the defensemen listed, the goalies even got minor league players on there. But you look at it and it's like, okay, how do we free up a little bit of cap space? How do we give ourselves at least a little bit of flexibility? How do we get enough money to... Uh, you know, give new contracts to Keandre Miller and Alexi Lafreniere while also maybe opening the door to sign, you know, at least a couple of very low cost free agents uh, when free agency begins. And the contract, and I've said this before, the one that really stands out for me is Barclay Goodrow. And it's because he's making $3.64 million and he's doing this as somebody who is mostly a fourth line player. You know, if you go on cap friendly um, and I do want to address something that, you know, a couple of different Ranger fans have thrown out there as an idea because every now and then you go on Twitter or even the, uh, you know, the comments section of 
Locked on New York Rangers, you know, any episode, anytime I talk about the salary cap situation, there's always at least a couple of people that throw out the idea of, well, you know, don't worry about trading somebody like Goodrow. He's not making that much money anyway. You got to trade somebody like, you know, a Panarin or a Truba or whoever it might be. One of the big time superstar players that's making a lot of money and who by trading them, you would open up a lot of cap space. And it's a nice idea in theory. I mean, I'm not jumping out of my shoes to trade Amika Zibanejad or an Artemi Panarin. I, I know there's some Ranger fans that wouldn't mind doing uh, one of those things. But the real obstacle here is the fact that all those players, all the usual suspects, all the guys making big-time bucks on the New York Rangers, they all have no-move clauses. Or basically, pretty much every single one of them does. Uh, you know, with um, with Panarin, he's got a no-move clause. Mika's got a full no-move. Uh, so does Kreider. So does Trocek. So does Jacob Truba. The only, like, big-time star players on this Ranger team without a no-move clause are Adam Fox, and Igor Shesterkin. And they're both obviously making a lot of money, but I don't think there are too many Ranger fans out there who are going to be lining up to trade one or both of those players. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here, but Adam Fox, one of the elite, uh, you know, NHL defensemen in this league and still very young. And Igor Shesterkin, I mean, for what he's done, they've got him at an absolute steal. Igor Shesterkin, $5.66 million per season. And you're talking about somebody who, you know, you can make the case best goalie in hockey. He's not going to win the Vesna this year or anything like that. Uh, but he's up there. You know, he's certainly up there and uh, I think will be for years to come. So again, it kind of comes back to, okay, what do you do here? You know, if you're the Rangers, because, you know, your options are limited. Your options are limited due to everything that I just said there. And, you know, if you want to look at other guys who are making, you know, a decent amount of money, but maybe not a great amount, you know, you've got Barclay Goodrow, who obviously we're talking about in today's episode, $3.64 million per season. Uh, you've got Capo Caco, who's at $2.1 million per season. And you've got Ryan Lindgren, who is at $3 million per season. And I don't think, you know, of those three, I mean, I guess you could make a case for one of the other two if you want to. If you're somebody that just is done with Capo Caco, you don't think he's going to be the player that the Rangers thought that they were drafting. Or if it's a situation where maybe you like Ryan Lindgren, but you feel like he's somebody that could be replaced. Um, you know, you can make the case for one of those players, but to me, the guy that makes the most sense, the guy who doesn't really have a ton of upside. And I say this as, again, as a big, big fan of Barclay Goodrow, but I feel like with Barclay Goodrow, you know, what you see is what you get and what you get is a very solid all around player, but it's not somebody who's like ticketed for superstardom in this league. Whereas, you know, Ryan Lindgren's still very young, still, you know, very, very important part of the Ranger blue line. Uh, obviously, you know, he'll throw his weight around, play physical hockey and a player that I have referred to as the heart and soul of the New York Rangers and with Capo Caco. I mean, yeah, it's been four years, but I don't know that you want to give up on somebody who I believe is just 22 years old right now, drafted second overall, very, very highly thought of. And look, he has improved as the seasons have gone on here. You know, I realize that he's not where we all thought he would be at this point, but he's getting better year by year. And uh, hopefully LaViolette and his new coaching staff can get the most out of Capo Caco. And with Barclay Goodrow, again, rock solid player. I, I think LaViolette would really like a player like Goodrow, but the cold, hard reality of the uh, situation here, the Ranger salary cap situation is that, uh, they probably just can't afford to trade him. They they got to move somebody, and I just feel like he's the most logical candidate for uh, for all those reasons that I just laid out a second ago there. Um, but we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second here. I want to uh, break down Barkley Goodrow's stats with the New York Rangers. I mean, you could argue that he's played the best two seasons of his career uh, while a member of the New York Rangers. We'll dive into that in a second. We'll just talk about what he brings to the table. And then eventually I'm going to look at all the Ranger options, you know, what they could expect to get back from Barclay Goodrow if they are able to trade him or if a buyout could be something that is on the table as well. And we're going to get to all that good stuff in just a second here. But first we must let everybody know that today's episode of locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by game time. 
Buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for all the fun that you are about to have. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, we just want to thank everybody, as always, for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And for the everydayers, busy, busy week in front of us here. You're definitely going to want to stick around. We've got the NHL draft happening on Wednesday night, the first round, and then the rest of the draft on Thursday. We're going to be all over that, talking about everything the Rangers do. And, you know, maybe they should have picked this guy, or I really like this guy. And maybe this guy could have fallen to the Rangers if he dropped another couple of picks. Whatever the case might be, you know, maybe the Rangers trade up in the draft, trade down in the draft. Uh, we'll, we'll see how that all shakes out. Maybe Barclay Goodrow is trade on draft day. You never know for sure. Uh, but whatever does happen, we're going to break it all down from every possible angle uh, here on Locked On New York Rangers. And, of course, we got free agency in front of us as well. But for right now, let's go ahead, keep the focus on Barclay Goodrow. And, again, the idea of him not being on the Rangers anymore, that doesn't make me happy. Quite the opposite. In fact, you know, it kind of bums me out. I'm probably not the only Ranger fan that feels that way. But, again, you're paying $3.64 million per season to a guy who mostly plays on the fourth line. You know, he can play some third line or even some top six. We've seen the Rangers move him all over the place. Gives you some position versatility as well. Um, but, again, it's just the cold, hard nature of the business and of this situation. You know, when the Rangers gave him $3.64 million per year, they weren't anywhere near the salary cap limit. And now they are because they've extended a bunch of their own guys, brought in a couple other free agents. You know, Vincent Trocek certainly springs to mind. So they're in a much, much different situation than they were uh, two off seasons ago, namely because of the uh, the salary cap and the amount of money that they're giving out to, you know, some of their top players, some of their star players. But um, as far as Barkley Goodrow, you know, what he brings to the Rangers, I feel like we might as well just go ahead, run through his stats, a quick refresher for, you know, everything he's done for this team since he's been here. And then I'll just kind of talk about who he is as a player. I mean, some of you guys know, but I still want to go over it. And, you know, we'll look ahead to the future here and uh, see if the Rangers might end up trading him or, or buying him out or whatever the case might be. But as far as his two years for the Rangers, his age 28 and age 29 season, uh, he just turned 30. Um, but two seasons with the Rangers, 161 games out of a possible 164. So very durable. He's out there every night. Uh, he has scored 24 goals. 40 assists, so 64 points in the 161 games. He is also a plus 16 during his time with the New York Rangers. He has averaged 15 minutes and 25 seconds of ice time per night, which is actually more than he averaged in his two seasons with Tampa or his six seasons with the Sharks. So Barkley Goodrow, somebody whose role has expanded pretty much throughout his NHL career. You know, with the Sharks, he was at 12-12 a night with the Lightning, 1447 and now the Rangers 1525 and I would say he's earned every little bit of that at times you know with the Rangers part of the reason for that is he ends up being in a top six role 
and he's a little bit miscast in the top six. I think you can get by with him there, you know, for a couple of games here and there. But for the most part, in an ideal world, I think Goodrow should probably be a bottom six type forward. Uh, as far as uh, faceoffs for, you know, his two seasons with the Rangers, 47.8 winning percentage. He's actually regressed in that area from his other two stops in the NHL. Uh, blocked 118 shots, has dished out 252 hits, uh, and 69 takeaways against 70 giveaways. And, and the stats are one thing, but, you know, Barkley Goodrow, a lot, one of those guys that brings a lot of intangibles, you know, very uh, accountable player, somebody who, you know, we, we use this. Uh, I, I think the first player I said it about was back in the day with Jesper Faust and plays every shift like it's his last. You're going to get an honest effort from Barkley Goodrow. He's not a superstar. He's not somebody that's going to lay up the score sheet every single night, but he's going to go out there and do his damnedest to win his shift. And, uh, you know, obviously make a positive impact toward the Rangers winning the game. And he's somebody, I mentioned a second ago how, you know, he bounces up and down and all over the lineup. Somebody that will do that about as happily as any player in the NHL will do that. He really does seem to be a very selfless, very team first type of player, willing to do the dirty work and sacrifice his body and do whatever it takes to, uh, to help the Rangers win games or whichever team he happens to be playing for at the moment. Also a former two-time Stanley Cup champion. And, um, you know, you don't think of Goodrow as being like like this grizzled veteran, but he kind of is getting into that territory. He hit the big 3-0, 30 years old. So one of the uh, elder statesmen on the New York Rangers. And, you know, a moment, this one's kind of fresh in my head because it happened in the playoffs against the Devils. But a moment that I think of when I think of Barclay Goodrow is the, uh, the fight that he got into in game five against the Devils. But Rangers were basically being run out of the building by the Devils. Uh, the series was tied 2-2. The Devils won game five going away. I think it was like 4 nothing or whatever it was. I'm pretty sure the Rangers were shut out. But Goodrow gets into a fight against somebody bigger than him, and, you know, he's, he's doing the best he can, and you know, the fight was pretty much a draw, but after it was over, Goodrow was basically yelling at his bench, like, wake up, let's get it going. And, uh, again, as, as I'm saying all these things, I'm describing Goodrow and who he is as a player and who he is as a person, uh, the, the thought that I have here, and it's a thought that a lot of you probably have as well, is that Goudreau is the type of player that the Rangers need more of, not less of. And for that reason, it, it really is a bummer to me that they're going to have to probably end up parting ways with Barclay Goodrow. Again, unless they do something completely unforeseen, unless one of the uh, star players is, and we don't know about this, he's, he's looking for the door and there's a star player who not only um, would be willing to waive his no-move clause, but is even excited to do so. And I don't think that applies to any of these Ranger players because I think they all like being Rangers. I think they all like being here. I think they all like playing together. Um, so unless that's the case, unless you move one of those big time contracts and somebody waves their no move clause, then again, I just don't see any other outcome here other than Barclay Goodrow being an ex Ranger, uh, for this upcoming season here. So you know, again, you, you think about Goodrow, this is something else I want to talk about. You, you do think about, you know, the toughness, the physicality, the penalty killing, playing in all three zones, defensively responsible forward. you guys know the kind of player that Barclay Goodrow is, but you know, even from a scoring standpoint, he, he has picked it up in that area as well. The Rangers went with an interesting first line for a very brief time last year. All my favorite line combinations, they always get rid of them really fast, even if they're working. Um, but uh, yeah, last year, from left to right, the top line, at least for a short spell, was Panarin, Mika, and Goodrow. And at first, you're thinking like, man, you're going to put your two best players in Goodrow out there. But it actually kind of worked. Barkley Goodrow went out there and did some of the dirty work, won some board battles, went to the dirty parts of the rink, and... You know, there's been times where certain players have maybe slowed down some of the Ranger skill players. You know, when Dryden Hunt was on the second line with Panarin and Strom, I, I just didn't think that worked. Nothing against Dryden Hunt. Um, but with Barkley Goodrow, I never felt for a second that, like, 
he's a detriment to them or he's slowing them down. Uh, he can finish the opportunities that they set him up with. He can make some good passes himself. And most notably, uh, he can do the dirty work. He can win those board battles and keep offensive zone possessions alive. And I thought Panarin and Mika uh, really benefited from that. Um, I was about to say, I'd be curious if they go back to it this upcoming season. But again, I don't think Parkley Goodrow is going to be here this upcoming season. But we'll see. Never say never. There could be some out of left field move or some way for the Rangers to squeeze him in under the cap. Uh, we shall see. But you know, Goodrow, again, not a superstar player, but he does give you a little bit of everything. I don't want to see him traded, but due to the cap situation, it feels like uh, that's going to be the uh, the resolution to, to what happens here um, with Barclay Goodrow and the New York Rangers. In just a second, we're going to discuss what the Rangers could look to get in return for Barclay Goodrow in a trade, and if the buyout option is something that could be on the table uh, between the Rangers and Barclay Goodrow, and we're going to get to all that good stuff in just a second. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. So, uh, again, if the Rangers are going to move Barclay Goodrow, I do think it will be via a trade. It might be a trade that the Rangers don't really get a whole lot in return for because it might be something of a glorified salary dump. But we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, for now, I want to talk about the possibility of the Rangers potentially buying out Barclay Goodrow and more specifically, why I don't think that's necessary and why I don't think it's the, uh, the road that the Rangers are going to go down here. So there, there's a lot to this. As far as what a buyout of Goodrow would look like, if they do buy out Barclay Goodrow this offseason, here's what would happen as far as cap space is concerned. They would gain an additional $3.8 million in cap space this season. They would gain $3.7 million in cap space next season and $2.491 million the season after that. And that sounds nice at first glance, but again, you got to remember if they trade him, then they've essentially gotten themselves $3.64 million in cap space for all the next four seasons going forward. So uh, ultimately, you're going to uh, save more cap space if you trade him rather than buying him out. You'll get a little bit more money, $3.8 million instead of $3.64 million uh, for this upcoming season, and then $3.7 million the next season. But uh, we're talking about peanuts here, and in the long run, uh, you're going to want to trade him rather than buy, buying him out. Because uh, on top of everything I just said, if the Rangers do buy out Goodrow, yes, they save money the next three seasons, but they will be losing money against the salary cap in the four seasons, or five seasons, actually, that follow after that. The first of those seasons, it would cause cost the Rangers $8,000 against the salary cap. And we'll basically call that a wash. That's not really a whole lot. But the four seasons after that one, uh, it would cost the Rangers $1.258 million in cap space per season for a player that is no longer on your team. And that's not ideal. And it's possible that, you know, in the time between now and those seasons where Goodrow, after being bought out, would count against the salary cap, it's possible the salary cap itself rises. And maybe, you know, 1.258 million really isn't that much by then. But um, I don't know that you can bank on that. I mean, you, you would think that that's probably what would happen. But you never know what the NHL and, and the salary cap situation and everything. So to me, the far better option here, rather than, you know, buying him out and getting just a little bit of extra money for these next two seasons, uh, I think the far better option is to trade him. Now, of course, trading Barclay Goodrow does present some challenges for the Rangers. Uh, for starters, we've been talking about his salary, $3.64 million per season. I do think that's a little bit steep for Barclay Goodrow. And again, I say this as a big Barclay Goodrow fan and somebody that, hey, you know what? He got his money good for him. Um, but I just don't think there's too many fourth liners in this league that are making $3.64 million. And that's where Barclay Goodrow usually plays. And even if you see him as say like a third liner, you know, $3.64 million, that's a little steep even for the third line. You know, I, I don't know how many bottom six forwards in this league are getting that much money, uh, $3.64 million for, from whatever team that they happen to play for. Uh, with that said, 
That price, I don't think, is a gross overpayment for all the reasons that I just mentioned. He's been a very solid player for this Ranger team, and I'm sure he would uh, play a valuable role and do some good things for his new team, whatever team he ends up getting traded for. Um, but, you know, again, it's it's an overpayment, but not a gross overpayment. I think that's the best way to say it as far as his $3.64 million price tag. The other challenge, in addition to the salary cap hit for whichever team was to trade for Barclay Goodrow in this hypothetical here, is that Barclay Goodrow is still signed for another four seasons. So, you know, when Goodrow, when he came to the Rangers, got a six-year deal with the team, uh, he will only be 34 years old when his contract runs up. So it's not like he's ancient or it's not like he's going to be ancient or anything like that. But you got to remember, Barclay Goodrow plays a very physical, very uh, grinding, very just demanding, physically demanding style of hockey. And sooner or later, um, that will catch up with him. I don't know that it's going to happen all that soon. Um, but, you know, getting into his mid-30s, yeah, it's possible that he slows down and just isn't as effective of a player uh, toward the end of the contract as he has been, you know, for the first uh, couple of years here. Uh, the other hurdle to get over is, you know, we've been talking about all these no-move clauses. Barkley Goodrow does not have a full no-move clause, but he does have a, I believe the official term for it is a modified no-move clause, which means essentially that he can block trades to 15 NHL teams. So that leaves the Rangers only 16 teams to work with. And as far as I know, that list of Barclay Goodrows, the, the 15 teams that he can block a trade to, that is not public. I mean, I, I feel like by now, if that was a if that was public knowledge, I mean, somebody would have posted it. Everybody would be discussing it on Twitter on uh, the whole nine yards. So we don't know which 15 teams those are. Um, and obviously that could impact, you know, whatever happens. I don't think the Rangers would want to trade him in division or his in-division you know, teams are, are the in-division teams for the Rangers. Are they on Barclay Goodrow's no-move clause? Uh, we don't know. So there's different X factors there. Um, but we'll see, uh, you know, how that shakes out as far as, uh, you know, if the Rangers do trade him where he ends up. Like I said, I don't think they'd want to trade him in division. You'd probably preferably want to trade him out of the conference. And uh, I don't know as far as Barclay Goodrow goes, you know, which teams he doesn't want to go to and which teams are on his no-move clause. But as far as what the Rangers could get any return for Barclay Goodrow in a trade, I don't think they'd really get a whole lot because, again, the cap hit that we just mentioned and the fact that he has four years left on his deal, which we also just mentioned. So the team that were to acquire Barclay Goodrow, if the Rangers trade him, is making a commitment, both financially and in terms of longevity, because he's got another four years left on his deal. But you got to remember, you know, because there's been people that have been saying like, oh, I don't think you can trade Barclay Goodrow. You'd have to attach a sweetener, this, that, and the other thing. We are living in a world where the Rangers traded Brett Howden for a fourth round pick. Uh, they trade Ryan Reeves for a fifth round pick. They even traded Vitaly Kravtsov for a seventh round pick. So they got something even for Kravtsov. And I realize it's a little bit different because none of those players I just mentioned are making anywhere near the amount of money that Barclay Goodrow is. Uh, they are not signed for as long as Barclay Goodrow is. And in the case of both Howden and Kravtsov, you know, they're quite a bit younger uh, than Barclay Goodrow. So you know, those are factors to consider as well. But I just feel like the fact that Barkley Goodrow is just a far better player than any of the players I just mentioned, uh, I do believe that you know, there's got to be something. There, there's got to be one team out there. Of the 16 teams that Barkley Goodrow cannot block a trade to, there's got to be at least one of them that's willing to give the Rangers a fifth-round pick, a sixth-round pick, even a seventh-round pick, and not insist on the Rangers, including a sweetener. You, know, you remember a couple of trades in recent Ranger history where they've had to deal somebody away and also attach a draft pick to said player in order for another team to basically just take that player off of their hands. We saw them do it uh, this past offseason with Patrick Nemeth. Uh, the Rangers had to attach two second-round picks to him to get the Coyotes to take him away. I know the Rangers got Ty Emerson in that deal, and they got a draft pick themselves, but for the most part, Rangers had to give up draft picks 
to rid themselves of the Patrick Nemeth contract and even Mark Stahl, you know, beloved Ranger while he was here, um, you know, toward the end of his Ranger career, not playing as well. They wanted to move on from him and they traded him to Detroit along with a second round draft pick to basically get the Red Wings. They bribed them to just take Mark Stahl off of their hands. I don't think we're at that point with Barclay Goodrow. Barclay Goodrow is too good of a player. And again, you're not going to get like a big time prospect or, or like a great draft pick in return for Barclay Goodrow because the fact that he is making a lot of money and is still signed for four years, uh, that will come up in trade negotiations, I'm sure. But you're in a situation here where whichever team acquires Barclay Goodrow from the Rangers in a trade is basically playing the role that the Rangers played a couple of years ago. The Rangers acquired him from Tampa for just a seventh round pick and uh, obviously did an extension with Barclay Goodrow, got him under contract for a while. Uh, so the acquiring team would basically be taking on, you know, a pretty significant salary for a pretty significant amount of years, but they would be doing so while realizing they don't have to give up much in the trade. I do think Barclay Goodrow could get the Rangers maybe like a fifth or sixth round draft pick. I don't think it's going to be any higher than that. And it's not because he's not good or can't play hockey or he's not valuable. It's just that the acquiring team is taking on, you know, a pretty big commitment here. So they're not going to have to give up a whole lot, but there's got to be a team out there of the 16 that looks at Barkley Goodrow. You know, maybe they have some extra cap space laying around and um, they say, this guy's a valuable player. We need more of this. We need more defensively responsible forwards. We want a veteran. Uh, we want a hard hitter, all those good things. Uh, I do think Barkley Goodrow can be traded by the Rangers to one of those teams without having to do anything ridiculous, like attach a first round draft pick to Barkley Goodrow. Uh, you know, the, the return would be minimal for the Rangers, but I do think he could be moved. It would basically amount uh, to just a, uh, you know, glorified salary dump, uh, if we're being honest here. But, you know, again, I, I don't want to see Barclay Goodrow leave, but as I've been saying and saying throughout this uh, this entire episode here, and even going back before that, it just feels inevitable at this point that they're going to have to do that to create some more cap space, to do some other things that they need to do uh, this offseason. But I figure we could pretty much call it there. Well, the other thing that I wanted to mention, I've been bringing this up every so often, Derek Stepan stories. I want to hear from you guys where you were, who you were with, how you reacted back in 2015 when Derek Stepan scored in overtime in game seven against the Washington Capitals to eliminate the Caps and send the Rangers uh, to the Eastern Conference Final. I love hearing stories like this from you guys. And then in a future episode, I'm going to read all your responses, talk about, just read all your responses and just uh, you know see how you guys all experience uh, that wonderful moment in New York Ranger history. But uh, yeah, pretty much uh, we can call it there. That'll do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that's at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.